the prophet Baruch is writing in a time not that long after the exile of, to Babylon that the people of Judea had suffered. They had been conquered because they had been unfaithful to God. They, their sons had been deported to Babylon in captivity. They had endured all sorts of hardship and persecution there, but now they were coming back. And Baruch says, well, we should rejoice in this because God has restored us to where we should be. God has restored the people of Israel to their rightful place. We should rejoice in that. And anything that was to get in the way of that, valleys, hills, winding roads, were going to be corrected so that God's glory could be seen by the return of the exiles back to Jerusalem and its districts. It was a prophecy of consolation that we hear in the prophet Baruch, something that was, as we heard in our gospel, reflected in the prophet Isaiah, a voice crying in the wilderness. It was something to rejoice in. By the time we reach the time of John the Baptist, as we hear in our gospel, that consolation had been turned into a promise, not of a, a return physically to Jerusalem, but a return of the Messiah, the promised one the one whom God had promised to God's people. And so when Zechariah, John, John the Baptist starts prophesying in the wilderness this baptism of, for, of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, it's about the coming again of the Messiah, the promised one. It was something that the people of Israel were looking forward to and he said it's just around the corner and we have to make sure that there's nothing that will get in the way. Hills must be lowered, valleys must be raised, winding paths must be made straight, rough paths must be made smooth so that the Messiah can be welcomed. It was something that the people of Israel were looking forward to. They were begging for it in one sense. But Luke, in his gospel, does something interesting. We hear at the beginning of today's gospel that all of this took place during the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, while Pontius Pilate is the governor, while Herod is the tetrarch, and all his brothers, and while Annas and Caiaphas are the high priests in the temple. This wasn't just something in the abstract. This was very much rooted in the here and now, or the there as it was at the time. This was something that was historically encapsulated in a particular place and in a particular time. John the Baptist, at that time, came and started proclaiming the need for a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins so that the Messiah could be welcomed. Luke does it right throughout his gospel. He situates what he's proclaiming in historical certainties. One of the few gospels that do it, and it's probably a gift that Luke does it for us. It's a reminder to us when we see these things that Luke's not talking about abstract spiritual things, but things that have been rooted firmly in historical fact. At this point, at this time, in this place, John the Baptist did this. At this point, in this time, at this place, the incarnation took place. All of these things are a reminder to us that what we are called to do and be about is not something that's abstract, not something that's purely spiritual, but something that is rooted very firmly in the here and now, 
Here and now, we are awaiting the Messiah. Here and now, we are called to, re to remove obstacles that get in the way of us and our ability to receive the Messiah. Here and now, we are called to open ourselves to God's grace to allow us to do those things, to allow us to raise the valleys, to lay low the hills, to make winding paths straight and rough paths smooth so that all may see and welcome and receive the salvation of God. And so, brothers and sisters, on this second Sunday of Advent, as we hear this powerful reminder, very firmly rooted in historical points in time, we are reminded of just exactly what we are called to be about during this season of Advent. This season of Advent, although not penitential in the same way as then, is about the time for us to remove those obstacles that get in the way of receiving the Messiah. And the only way we can do that, of course, is by opening ourselves to God's grace. This is an opportunity for us each and every year to remember this is not just some abstract spiritual exercise. This is an, an exercise that is firmly situated here and now in this time and in this place where we are called to welcome, prepare ourselves to welcome the Messiah so that all might see the salvation of God.